Hey there, Zlatko here. Welcome to What Is My Brain podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I get the opportunity to chat with fellow founders and business operators about their journey and how they got to where they are now, where they are going and how they're going to get there. I'm planning on bringing guests and touching on topics such as running multiple businesses, executing ideas, and just spitballing about random topics and current events. It's a casual conversation, and that will hopefully bring value to anyone that decides to listen. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in. All right, and I think we're live. Hi, Pia. How are you? Hi, Zlatko. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for uh, for being on the podcast. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, we had a nice little exchange of uh, Twitter DMs, and uh, I think we we connected through the whole like Ship Thirty ecosystem community and all that stuff. So um, thank you for being on. And um, I just want to give you you know the floor to introduce yourself. I, I found uh, one digging a little bit into your website and what you do and. Uh, I saw some, you know, uh, uh, overlap with what we're both doing, and I thought it would be a great conversation to just sit here and and riff a little bit. So I want to give you the floor and let people know what you know what you're up to, what you're working on, and um, anything beyond that. Sounds great, and thanks for having me and inviting me. I feel Absolutely. like I'm in your your pink room. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know what the color is. I think this is like some sort of like flat orange pink, something like that. So I have no idea. I'm digging it, I'm digging it. <laughs> Welcoming. Um, yeah. yeah. So my name is Pia, which is actually a Danish name, but as you can maybe hear, I'm uh, North American, so I'm half uh, American from New York City and half Canadian from Montreal. And I just ended up in Copenhagen, Denmark, which has become home. So a little bit about me. I worked as a, I work as a creative consultant and a change coach, uh, building Collective Studio, which essentially is about how to co-create change through these two modalities, creative consultancy and coaching, to design better futures. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that- that's what I've been up to. I launched in January. It's been an exciting journey as these solopreneur journeys often are (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yeah that's that's the that's the short version of the intro anyway yeah and so how did you uh so just want to take maybe a couple steps back so how did you get to you know you know doing your own thing and and starting a studio and you know wanting to do um the creative side the change coach and everything like that so what what kind of led you up to that? What was your previous? Were you, uh, you know, a creative director before somewhere? What's what's kind of yeah, the, the, the I'll, history I'll you, of Pia? I'll give you the backstory. I'll try to make it the short version because it's a long yeah. one. But I worked as a creative director at a multitude of different agencies. So I worked in London for four years before I came to Copenhagen 12 years ago. Um, and I've been in the agency world for 15 plus Let's not age myself too much. 15 plus years. Uh, and recently, for the past almost four years in Copenhagen, I worked at an agency called We Love People. They're actually a creative consultancy, and they work with nonprofits, foundations, and brands that are looking to make a triple P impact. So that's people, profit, and planet. And a lot of the work that I was doing, though it was creative in nature, uh, you know, conceptual development and, you know, how do we use creativity in many different forms to influence and shape behavioral change, which is super exciting for good, not just to buy yeah, more toilet yeah. paper. Not that I was doing that before, <laughs> but for, but, but actually, you know, uh, to, to create a positive impact in the world. Um, and so while I was there, I realized that a lot of the work, yes, it was creative, but it was also in a sense, without me knowing it, coaching. There was a lot of facilitation 
and coaching work. Because what I've come to believe is inner shifts really need to happen in order for us to have outer transformation. Inner shifts can transform the world. Uh, and the both in the inner and the outer need to work in, in tandem to uh, drive positive change. So that's that got me excited. I thought that was a really a juicy intersection to be in. And I just wanted to explore what can I do on my own? You know, there's no box, there's no ceiling. What could I build? What if I channeled all my energy creatively and, and through coaching, uh, which is I'm certified, I'm an award-winning creative certified coach, uh, yada, yada, change maker, writer. But what if I just channel that energy into, into the studio, into creating a business? And I did that in January, I decided to take the jump. Amazing. Amazing. And uh, I wanted to I wanted to quickly touch on that. So in terms of like the writing piece and the creative piece, and I'm sure you've been doing that. How long have you been writing for? How long? Uh, I guess let me let me rephrase oh that. How long have you been writing for <laughs> in a public level where you're publishing online rather than maybe, you know, doing personal like uh, stuff that that maybe nobody gets to see or, or sees the light of day? Well, my first stint was a radio show when I was eight in Montreal. <laughs> oh, wow. So, no, I, no, actually, I was 12. I was 12. At eight, I was in New York City. But uh, yeah, no, I was 12 and it was called Anything Goes. And so I wrote short stories and, and, and shared them on, on you know, public radio. But uh, it's been, writing has been a part of my, my red thread that's connected me because I've done many different things in creativity in the creative field mm -hmm. since I was a kid. But I think this is the first time recently where I'm able to actually write for myself. So I've always written as a voice for, for brands, for other companies, for organizations. But to have the space to actually write, oh, shit, what's my point of view? What do I have to right. say? What, you know, and also to clarify my thinking. Um, that's starting, that started to take shape with Collective Studio in January. That's amazing. And and uh, now, you know, I touched on the little bit of the ship 30 side of things, because mm -hmm. um, truthfully speaking, so uh, a little bit of backstory on me, I started in the tech space uh, way beyond, you know, in the in in before 2000s, but like 2010 ish, something like that. I started to really dig in, started my first like official business in like 2014. Um, there was a lot of the social media stuff, never really published big. But it wasn't actually till April of this year that I joined the, the the Ship 30 cohort. And the reason why I joined is because, you know, decongesting my brain, just like you said, writing mm. for myself, sharing what I've learned all these years, doing consulting, doing agency work, doing all these things. And that was, I, I know this is probably going to sound cliche because I'm sure you've seen it passed around in the community, but it's like, it's literally been one of the most life-changing things yeah. for me because of not only the clarity piece that you just touched on, but I think just overall the the influence that you can have to actually help other people and without asking for anything in return. Like there's never a, hey, I'm going to give you this and you take this. You're putting it out there and you're just hoping that somebody reads it. And if somebody does read it, you're hoping that they take the next step to see like through your eyes a little bit and then take that with them on their own journey. Now they don't need to follow everything step by step, for example, but they're just more so like thinking about that process. And cause you know, we all want to learn from other people, but that's impossible. I think like we'd love to say, Oh, yeah. this person did this. I could do the same yeah. thing, but it's your own journey at the end of the day. Absolutely. But if you can have a little bit of that nugget that you give them yeah. and they can take it along, be like that person said something that I know is 
is going to be, you know, true or it is true. Let me take that with me and then use that in, as my own tool. And so to me, that was the absolute biggest unlock. And it's also shifted my mentality to go, you know, kind of in a different direction with everything that I'm doing. I, I love it's 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 led me to more reading. It's led me to more writing. It's led me to listen to things differently. Like it, the whole mindset, it's it's so hard to explain to some people that don't do the writing every day or, uh -huh. or even it's just so I want to know like what. What did that unlock for you? And did that give you any extra sort of like, quote unquote, ammo for your own business and what you're doing? Oh, my God. I have so many questions to ask you after you just shared that. <laughs> please, please ask me. I'm happy well, to the share main, that. The main was you said it really changed how you do things. So it sounds like a serious pivot in terms of your business. What was the, what was the pivot? Well, the pivot is, is really focusing on the things that I want to do and expressing myself in the way I want to. So. I have I have a couple things going on in my day to day. So I have my service agency, which is basically working with clients and all these things. I'm also I have another agency that we build products. So I have a bunch of ideas. I kind of put them on paper, hand it over to my developer or my designer, and say, "Hey, I'd like to bring this to life." You know, what is it going to take? I think even those simple things of and and. Um, taking one step back, even the sharing process, right? Like writing a LinkedIn post or writing a Twitter thread or post or whatever that is, even these little nuggets of information, they kind of come back, you know, full cycle, um, maybe five, 10 days later when somebody reads and it's like, oh my God, I just literally went through this and you talked about it like a week ago. Are we on the same page? So for me on the business side of things, it's allowed me to express myself a little bit differently and more clearly. It's allowed me to really digest information when somebody sends me something to look at it and be like, okay, what would I have, how would I have done this? Or what would I have said here? Why did they say it this way? I think it's just a thinking mechanism that's really been triggered in a different sense. So I would say that's been the biggest thing. And, and like I said earlier, I think sharing information for me, it's like, I have a rule. It's like, give, 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 give. And then at some point it's like, you know, I, I run a, I'm not a nonprofit, so I run a business. I have all these other things, but all those things are very, they're not direct. It's not like people giving me direct money into my pocket. It's like, Hey, you like one of my products. You like, you know, something I'm writing, you know, whatever that is, is different sort of factors to the game. And yeah. for me, the, the, the business side of things is just, I think been a big clarity and realizing what I really enjoy doing and what I really enjoy doing is writing now like literally mm -hmm. if i can write all day long i would write all day long wow so what what do you write about that gets you most excited um in like a lot of, like for example i just put out a newsletter about um the power of words just simply how we walk by a cafe you see a sign and somebody either says something like I walked through New York one time and I just remember like seeing like funny signs and people are just like, if you don't come in here, you're going to have the worst day of your life. And you're just like, oh, my God, that is the coolest way to get customers in the door. Mm -hmm. Or you see some cool marketing on a product or you see this, like just realizing things a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And so I, I I think about it in a in a sense of what does that do to me? It's like kind of like reciprocal feelings, right? Like how would I have written that? And why is this affecting me the way mm -hmm. it's affecting me when I read it? You know, that sort of thing. So that's been, that's been probably the biggest thing is just a mind shift. Yeah. Sounds exciting. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's like you open up this whole new like doorway to just start doing whatever the fuck you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I think also that's an interesting question. Like I think for any writer or even for ship, it's like, what work do you gravitate towards and why? So to right. actually reflect on what are you drawn to? Um, and for me, it's, it's vulnerability. Yeah. It, it, it's that. when I get a sense of the person because that drives connection for me. So mm-hmm. it's like when you open up a bit, even about the, no, especially about the hard stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Today, I was having a moment being a solopreneur. It has highs and lows. I mean, there's moments where you feel like you're on, in on, you're flying on sky high, you know, and other days where it's, it feels like you're in the ground, you know? So yeah. it, it's, I, and I felt like, why don't we hear that story more the, right. the behind the scenes, the, 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 the days when you're sitting in the kitchen drinking what's now a cold cup of coffee and wondering what the fuck you're doing with your life. <laughs> exactly. 100%. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like you said, you go in the highs, you're taking a jet, you're, everything is great. And then somebody just drops you out and says, Oh, forgot to give you the parachute. And you're like, Oh, I got to figure this all out by myself at this. Point. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the thing, what you just said, I have to figure it out all by myself, but we don't. That's the beauty. Yeah. Like if we yeah. share those stories, we could say, oh, you feel like that too? Oh God. And then it also normalizes it, you know, because exactly. through every, every success story, like behind it, there was a breakdown until there was a breakthrough, but we wow. just hear the end game. We hear the end result. We see the big shiny win, the big win. And we don't hear the big losses that it took to get to that big win. And I think that's an important part of the story. And that's also social media to a certain extent. You know, we often get the end product. And it's like, yeah, "Yeah, but there is a process to get there. And sometimes that process was gnarly. Like, it's it's not to say it's all bad. Of course it's not. But that's where the growth is. It's where the learning is. It's where the stretch is. It's uncomfortable. And so that, I felt drawn to share that today because it's like, I I would like to hear more of those stories too. Exactly. Um, Exactly. I had a last, at the end of last year, actually, um, in October, I was just looking through pictures on my phone not too long ago, you know, things like pop up on your iPhone. It's like, remember on this day or whatever it is, it's just yeah, like yeah. random stuff pops up. And one of the pictures that popped up was when I, um, in October last year, I had a terrible burnout. Um, I had at the time, I didn't even really know how to, you know, write for Twitter or make it consumable. So I went even back and looked at that thread because it's, it's crazy how things work. Somebody reached out to me when they read that and they were like, dude, mm-hmm. I just went through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Just exactly what you're talking about. And I just got in a group uh, message with him and a couple of his other co-founders. And one thing I, I wanted to make, because I didn't know his co-founders, it was just like we were sharing some information about agency stuff. And I was like, hey, and I just want to shout out Brian for making even this happen because without him reaching out to me a year ago, and reading that and saying, hey, man, I hear you. I see you. I went through the same thing and making that connection. He was like one of my first two guests on my podcast, actually, when I started this. And it's all kind of come full circle. And to me, like that that burnout unlocked so many different things. Even me starting another agency to focus on product and not be focusing on like client service work, for example, or whatever that means. So, I love the whole vulnerability and sharing sort of the process rather than just the end result, because the end result's always going to be there, but how everyone's journey to getting there is completely different. And so for me, that burnout really, and, and I'm trying to get back to, I'm sort of trying to get back into that space mentally to kind of go back and like write that because now my following's grown a little bit. I have a newsletter. I want to share this information with people mm-hmm. because it is real. And and surprisingly, after doing all these things and everything going on, 
um, I'm starting to see it like boiling up again a little bit at times. And I know how to now, okay, I got to give myself space. I got to go, you know, simply take more walks outside, take more deep breaths, take, you know, do things that are going to not suppress it, but just manage it at this point, because I know what I need to do. So that's been a really, really big thing for me. And I need to, like I said, I need to get back into that headspace of realizing what that moment felt like. Or what I'm also hearing yeah. is that story you just shared right there. I'm, I've learned from it. So when I start to get that, whatever those sensations mm-hmm. are of like that, you know, heart palpitations or like oh, yep. this overwhelm, you know how to downregulate, you know what to do. Yeah, you know, exactly. so that would be an awesome piece of content, super helpful to share. Like been there, right? You know, then you link to what there was, but where you are now is that you're able to manage it. I think that would be key for people, so maybe they don't have to go there. Maybe, maybe they yeah. do. Who knows? It's their journey. But you know, that sounds like a really helpful share. I'd love to read it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm literally. I have my, I have my. I always now have been doing more like handwriting stuff. So I have like my notebook here in front of me at all times. And when something pops in my head, I'm like, write it down really quick. Just even a one sentence thought, just to co- go back to that. Exactly. Um, so no, I, I, I love that. And so, have you, um, through kind of your journey, and you know. I don't know how like you work with clients and all these other things. Like, how are you enjoying the sort of solopreneur? Because I mean, it's been since January. We're in you know September. Um, how is that going for you? And and what are you? What what is it unlocking that you're realizing? Like, wow, I should have almost like started this earlier, or you know, it's it's doing this thing for me. Well, I've been called to that design my own days for a long time now. But, yeah. Um, you know, so for me, it's. There's a meta story around becoming a solopreneur that's important for me, at least, you know, personally, is mm-hmm. how do I want to move in life with life? Mm-hmm. And I want to move with trust. Right? That's, I just want to move with trust. So building something, Collective Studio, is an exercise. It's a practice in that. Like, shit, I don't know what's going to come in, when it's going to come in. Okay, how do I want to be with that? Do I want to get anxious? That Not to, yeah, that's normal, yeah. but... Or do I want to trust that just keep doing what you love, keep showing up and it will come, you're building, you know, and to find some joy in it because it's my, it's up to me to choose how I want to be in it. Right. Yeah. So I find that fascinating. It doesn't mean it's easy and it means yep. it doesn't make, it doesn't mean I'm like able to embrace that at all times, but I find that practice really important. Um, because you can move, whether you have a job or you're building your own, you can move with trust or you can have anxiety about what's coming. And the truth is we never know what's coming. We you never, never know, know what, what's coming if you're, even if you have full-time employment. So it's like, why not, why not really put it to test and trust and, and see what comes forth? Because, uh, there's a quote that I like from Sadhguru. I don't know if you know Sadhguru, but he says, yeah. you know, I hope your dreams don't come true because the universe has a much wilder and more fantastic imagination than you could ever have. So it's like, what if you open up the possibilities for what could be? And that's what solopreneurship is to me. It's opening up the possibility of, of, of what can be, what could become, you know, when you're in a role, there's kind of, and there's nothing wrong with full-time gigs. I've right. had them, you know, but it's like when you're in a role, there's, there's a, there's a shape and a ceiling and a place for things. And I don't know, I'm really loving the potential of what things could be and what might be emerging and and also knocking off. I'll be honest. It's, it's, you know, there's an energy to how we work and live. And I want to shift that, you know, we, 
Our value comes from what we produce, from our title, how busy we are. You know, it, it, it's there's a sense of rush and yeah, I don't know. It's I, I would love to move away from that to show that you can build something successful and do it differently. Maybe there we you can go. Move a bit slower with ease. Like you're still productive, you're in flow, you're still moving, but it's a different rhythm. You know, I want to move like that. And we're kind of grown. We grow up career wise in a space where there's, we don't move like that. It's like, yeah. when are you going to get it done? How fast are you going to do it? Oh, you got it. If you didn't stay late, it's like, oh, next raise, next position, next thing. And before mm-hmm. you know it, your, be- your best years can be gone. What have you spent? You're, where are you racing? Where are you going? You know? So these are all kinds of maybe big questions, but those are things that I ask myself how I want to move while I build this thing. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. I love what you said. I love, I love what you said about how you move because it just reminded me of looking at your website. And the number one thing that I got from it is that, you know, you have tremendous amount of swag, like your, your, (laughs) your, uh, just demeanor, having your coffee cup in the picture and a, and a pink suit and like all these other things that really like what you just said there about moving differently that's very hard to replicate in a, let's call it a regular full-time job sense, right? Like mm-hmm. you can still have a little bit, I, I love what you said, you're in a space, you have ceilings, you have, you're, you're, you're a little bit boxed in. There's going to be jobs that give you a little bit more space than others. Yes, that's true. But I think for me, that whole thing, what you just said really, really touches on what the, you know, the visual is out there when people get to your website or get to, you know, get to know who you are. And so I just want to tell you, you're, you're absolutely dead on with your branding on that side of things. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I, I got a, I got a sense of like, holy shit, this is really cool. Honestly, I, I even our exchange on Twitter, it was like very casual and it's like, oh man, thank you for this. And you're awesome. And what are you doing? And all this. And I went to the website and I was like, this is a, person that I want to fucking talk to. Like, I want to get to know what's, what's going on. Like what made her start this? What, what's the branding behind this? And so, um, I, I just want to give you major, major props in delivering that on a visual sense, because it's very easy to go, you know, bland and, and simple. And let me just put it out there. So I have something, but I feel like you did take it another step and you're like, I'm going to focus a little bit more on this. And that's the creative side of you, I'm sure. So. Well, thank you. That means a lot. And actually, you know, not to just uh, rub each other's backs, but I mean this with all sincerity. I feel the same way looking at your your site. There's so much life and there's like a certain je ne sais quoi. I don't give it. This is who I am. Authenticity, you know, Uh, and color and there's humor in it um, and there's lightheartedness. and, and, And yet there's a certain there's a certain depth at the same time. So I really appreciated um, that experience visually and just overall, you know, visiting Thank you. you. Thank you. And I really you've, appreciate you've done that. A good job. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I have to, like what we talked about before this, I have to give like 90% of the credit to Sala because she, <laughs> I literally, and you know what, you know what it was? I'm going to tell you what happened. She, you know, we went through this process and I was like, okay, this is what I need to do for myself. I need to, you know, get this up and running. I'm going to get the podcast going and all this. And you know what she sends me? She sends me a doc and she goes, write out these things. And it's like mission value statement, all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really do that. Like, I don't really know what that really means and what you want me to, I can write just a bunch of stuff. And she goes, just write what you can. And I will deliver what that's based on. And the first version, like this is the absolute first version of the website. And I'm like, gold. 
I, I would because I'm very picky when it comes to like creative and design because that's why I started my agency. I, I love the creative aspect of things. So when things don't vibe with me visually, I'm like, eh, that could be probably done a little bit better. But when she brought that, I was like, I would not change a single thing about this. Like it describes me to the T. And then I went back and I was, you know, you get that con uh, that minute of like, I, it's not even, I think maybe it's a little bit more imposter syndrome, but it's more like, well, okay, but if I'm doing it this way, like what are other people? And then you just stop and you're like, who gives a fuck about what other people are yeah, doing? Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? I took that like one step forward. And I was like, I don't really care what anybody else is doing. So thank you for saying that because yeah. um, that was my whole goal is just to give people a sense of personality without even getting to ever talk to me type of thing. Je goal reached. And I mean, that's also what I'm a part of shaping with people yeah. is authentic expression. You know, it's an Oscar Wilde quote, be yourself because everyone else is taken. Right, like, right, just, exactly. Just, <laughs> yeah, just do you and figure out what you is. What does you feel like? What does it look like? How do you move? Right. Movement to be is a big one. Like, How do yeah. you move in this world? And usually it takes help to translate that, you know? Um, and that's also a part of what I offer. So I'm glad I was able to model it myself. That would be pretty insincere if I couldn't. <laughs> 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 no, you but, did a yeah. great job. I mean that, that honestly, good. you did a great job. I, I I love it. And so what kind of, if I may ask you on that topic, what kind of people are you working? Is it more like, you know, the C-level people? Is it more people that are just like in this buffer state going from like a job to solopreneurship? Is it like, where where is that line drawn for you? Well, on the, on the coaching, well, it's overall, what's really becoming clear in terms of red thread that connects both sides is working with creators and innovators outliers, change makers, pick one term, we'll call them creators, right. right? That to really, to create a vision for their future and build it. So a part of the building it, that's where the coaching comes into play, where it's about the visioning. Like, What's the juiciest, sweetest vision you can have for your future? What does that look like? And it's interesting because not to go off tangent, but I've discovering a lot of us don't allow ourselves to dream, mm -hmm. you know, don't yeah. give us permit. just dream it, just go for it. And actually what's helpful is don't just have one, let's go for a couple, have several, because then a dream is not a plan. A plan is in another stage, but just a dream is just, it's going back to childhood curiosity and wonder. Like if it mm -hmm. could be anything, what would it be? What would you sketch? What would you draw? What could it look like? And then how do you bring it to life? How do you translate that to a story, to an identity, to a product, to whatever you want it to be, right? So that's sort of the high level. Now, if we get specific, what's interesting in my coaching practice is I work, I didn't get it at first with a lot of different people, artists, entrepreneur, C-level executive. It's like, what do these people have in common? Well, what they actually all have in common is they have an idea that's asking to be born. Mm-hmm all of them in different capacities mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a medulla in a way you know like <laughs> yeah it's like what's asking to take shape you know and everyone has this, a yearning and it's helping to facilitate and hold the space for that to to that to come alive in the world and oftentimes they're all connected to some kind of purpose you know there's a bigger purpose behind why they do what they what they do and what's asking what's being called forth. So that's, um, that's, that's the answer of the coaching on the creative part. I still work a lot with agencies, uh, um, and 
and and clients through there. I did a values, a big values and purpose project recently, which was super exciting. How do you how do you shape culture within an organization through values? So mm-hmm. that's the shape it's taking today. It's going to keep changing. Yeah, <laughs> and it's going to keep growing. Um, and also helping sometimes, you know, the connection between creativity and coaching is once you have the vision and the idea and you have the texture and the scent and the shape and the sound of it, how do we then translate that to some to, to a story that feels authentic to you? I love that. So I love that. there's creativity and there's coaching and then there's where the two overlap and come together. And that's when the, that's when like the magic quote unquote happens exactly. is when you, when you, when you tie those two things together, what, what would you say across, you know, some of your clients and it doesn't even have to be, you know, in the journey you've been on for, let's say the past eight months of your doing your own thing, but just in the general sense, when you were even working for the, the nonprofit side of things and all that, um, what is sort of that underlying thing that you're seeing people, is it imposter syndrome? Is it fear? Is it um, is it a, you know, what, what is that underlying thing that most people, like you'd say 99% people have this thing in common. And I always have to touch on that when I talk to somebody or I'm coaching somebody. Ooh, that's such a good question. There's something that's being born of our time and culture there. I have two answers, but okay. I'll, I'll take the one, this one first. I think with COVID there, we had a lot more time and space to reassess, to reflect, to consider. Mm -hmm. And so I think for a lot of people, there've been some really big questions about what am another great quote, Mary Oliver, what am I going to do with this one precious life I have? So there's been sort of a, a re a re questioning. I think that's just, that's just a result of time and space that we, we were given. So that's kind of on a cultural level. And then individually, Oh, there are many things that come up for people. The one thing, I guess. Or like you could say two you... things. You could give me two or three <laughs> things. I'm just saying because I know there's always one commonality that you could kind of string along across all of them. Well, there's a there, one thing that coaching brings. There are many things coaching teaches me and brings me. But one is how much we share, our shared humanity. You know, how sometimes we can feel very alone in it. But actually, we all we all have not only struggle, but joy, right? With very similar things. So if I had to look on the struggle side, it's we all have what we call saboteur voices, right? The saboteur could be imposter syndrome. It could be the judge. It could be the critic. And what's really important to learn how to to distinguish and discern when that voice is in the room. And you can with, with, with practice and with a partner, you can say, oh, it's, oh, there, there's the judge again. And she sounds like my aunt Mildred, you know, like (laughs) there's a shape to it. Right. And then, and then, but we also have other voices and another voice that's very strong is we have an inner wisdom. It's Mm -hmm. call it your intuition, call it your gut, call it your inner Yoda, whatever name fits. There's it's, and that also sounds and feels very different. So just learning to, to see and hear the difference between the two and recognize it and then choose which one you strengthen goes a long way. Because I think what most of us, I don't want to speak for everyone, what most of us are looking for is the answer to this question. What's right for me? Yeah. How do I know what's right for me when something is right for me? You know, it's different than what's right. And it's not about that. But, right. And so it's really about reconnecting to your own inner compass your own, you know, you, your own sense of that's, that's for me. 
that yeah. path, that thing. And it will con- constantly change. That's why you strengthen it. We're hopefully growing alive beings. You know, we're, we're constantly mm-hmm. in beta and developing and may it continue to be so. That's that's a good place to be, which means mm-hmm. that also there are phases of that growth that are uncomfortable. And those are the times that call for partnership, you know. So learning to strengthen the connection to your own inner wisdom, to your intuition, to really feel into what's calling you, what's right, is 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 a big one. Yeah. And it's usually, and, for most people I've learned, it's, it's usually right in front of you, just looking too far ahead to try to find it. But it's usually sitting like right in front okay. of you here. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's an, that's, that's another thing. Oftentimes we're in our minds, right? We're either in the past or in the future, but those are just fictions. The only thing that's really real is what's happening right now. Right. What's, what's here right now. And then the the intuition is, you know, is we're always present. It's not somewhere else and it's in the body often. And there's so much wisdom the body holds, but we're in Western society, at least, we give so much credence to the mind, you know, prominence, the logic to, to rational, rational thinking, to strategy, to knowledge, but man, the body holds so much wisdom. It's crazy. Not used, yeah. It's really crazy. Um, and it, it can be uncomfortable because you're not used to it. I'm not even used to going there. Like if I asked you, like, what are you feeling right now? What do you feel it? You know, it's the, these are not questions we're normally asking each other. Even using our voice, which is obviously body, right? Yeah. Um, we're kind of told from childhood not to, you know, you, you don't make weird sounds, you know. <laughs> you know, but it's using your voice and just expressing, like, huh, like it's yeah, yeah, it's 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 another important way of, of of expressing in this world. So there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff. What can I say? So I love I, it. that's my very. Not very short answer to your question. No, no, no. I, I, I love that. I love the depth of that. And I, I think that uh, that captures a lot of it. And I think nowadays with social media, we all have a sense of, hey, we need we need a level of validation from other people to be okay with doing the thing. The minute that you take a step back and you say, well, what are these people validating? They don't even know me. They know what I put out there, but they don't really know me. They don't know what I do day to day. They don't know how many people I've helped, how many people have helped me have, you know, and the sense of validation sometimes can really catch people off track and and take them off track more so importantly and say, oh man, I probably shouldn't do this because so-and-so said this. And I feel now that I'm in my own head and all these other things. And then you just start rolling backwards. And it's like, no, that's actually... I was, I had somebody else on a podcast. His name is Jeb, one of the most wise people. And he was just like, you know what? When, when you're, when you're really in that place where you feel anxiety, stress, you know, you need validation. Is this okay? What I'm doing? Like all these other things, that's where the growth happens. And when you break through that piece of it, then all of that stuff just goes to the back and you keep moving forward and you learn from that. And he says, whatever you're going through right now, because I've had some, you know, things that I had going on. I was talking to him and one thing he told me, he goes, man, just let me let you know, I went through the same exact thing about five years ago. And even a year, two years and three years when I thought back to that point, that was the best time of my life because without that time, there was no time like the now, like this shaped everything I'm doing now, that moment of that gray area, like, do I do this thing or do I go this way? And you're in between that ends up being the the most important piece of your life that takes everything to the next level. 
but you just don't know it at the time. When you're in it, you don't know it because you're pretty much sitting in your own shit at that point. You know what I mean? And it's like, you don't, you, you don't know where to turn. What do I do? But when you get out of it, one way or another, you realize that, oh man, I, I almost wish I can go back to that place just for one more second to, to experience it. Because same thing I said about the whole burnout thing, right? It's like tapping back into that, into that piece. It's changed so much for me up to this point. It made me want to write. It made me want to decongest my brain. It made me want to do all these things. But without that, I probably would have still been, you know, procrastinating. I would have been doing this. I would have been doing that. But that just pushed me, gave me that little nudge that I needed. But it had to be a really hard nudge because I, I don't wish burnout upon anybody. Mm. But if you don't manage it, if you don't learn it, if you don't from it, then you're going to burn out and you can keep burning out. And then you're just going to feel depressed and you're going to feel you're going to go down a really bad place. And so I think for us, like now social media, it's finding finding the balance. It's like finding like what do I listen to? What do I don't care to listen to? What do I actually take in and say, uh-huh, that person gave me some really critical feedback that maybe I don't agree with, but I see where they're coming from and being honest with yourself. I think that mm -hmm. goes a really, really long way with mm -hmm. mindset and where people are you know, heading into, especially, I mean, I think you're seeing it as well. I see more and more people going into the you know, starting my own business or starting a side hustle or starting all these things that comes with a lot of unknowns. So if you're constantly waiting for validation, you're really never going to take that next step because validation doesn't come with the unknown. It's uncomfortable that makes you grow a little bit further from that point. Yeah, absolutely. You're touching on so many things. One thing you're touching on is that validation goes right back to being con connection with your own inner wisdom, your own mm -hmm. intuition. Exactly. Like if you come from that place, then it's clear that it's that thing. It doesn't mean you can't take feedback. Mm -hmm. It just means that you're clear on that that thing is that path is the one you're supposed to be on. Now, can you learn from others? Sure, absolutely. So I think that's one thing. The other thing that you that what you said triggered is there's I think as human beings, we all want to be seen. Mm -hmm. We all need to be seen. Being yeah. seen is different than being validated. You know? Yes. So it's like someone could say, Oh, I see you, right? And then provide feedback. Validation is is where there's like, in my opinion, you haven't really checked in with yourself somewhere. Mm -hmm. But a desire to be seen, well, that's just human. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? um, yeah. And, and in terms of the burnout, I mean, what you also, there's a process for everything, you know, and we just, if we get better at being able to be with the suffering, shit happens. But there's something to grow, to learn, and it's uncomfortable, or to try to get comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. That's that's the key. I preach that a lot. I preach mm -hmm. that a lot. I'm so glad you touched on that. I mean, as a coach, that's that's how you I mean, that's being a good coach. You know, you gotta say the uncomfortable thing if it's in service of your client. So you better get used to doing that because that's what makes you a great partner. Is it easy? Hell no. But it, it again, if it's in service, and I think that's important too, the intention, the intention behind why you're doing something. And I think for me, at least what helps me before I come came on this program podcast, before I do anything publicly, I check in with myself. If I get, if I have a bit of anxiety, it means that my ego is involved, that I'm in the show and prove zone. What do I have? How can I show? What can I yeah. prove? And the flip, the switch, the mindset shift is no, 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 no. This is not about me. This is about what can I give and share? 
maybe it's something, maybe it's nothing, but maybe it will resonate with someone, maybe it won't. But that's that's where that's the space I'm coming from. And that changes everything. Then it doesn't matter if I say something wrong or or like I'm doing right now, stuttering or it's because it's not about me. It doesn't matter. It's really about maybe imparting something that's useful to somebody. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, I think that changes everything. And and it's going to make just that simple sentence you said about stuttering or that simple word. When somebody listens to that, they're going to say, oh, I stuttered over here. Oh, it's okay. She stuttered. Like it becomes this thing of making things being okay. I love that. I absolutely And you know, fun fact, fun fact, which I used to tell my creative team when they were going to present, you know, um, research shows that when a presenter actually makes some kind of human error, a stutter or oh, forgets what they're about to say, that it connects with their audience more. They connect with their audience more. When you have like, you know, the Steve Jobs style presenter, and he was not saying yeah, he was yeah. excellent, but rehearse, rehearse, where there's not one thing off where it's almost a robotic that actually can also create a disconnect. Maybe not for Steve Jobs, but you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> so, well, yeah. I think his best presentations is when he got a chance to laugh with people and there's a yeah. mistake on stage yeah, when yeah, the iPhone go. didn't there connect to the screen there, and things like that. There you go. There you go. So I think it's it's a nice thing to remember before you're about to present is perfection doesn't connect. People don't connect no. with perfection because it's it's it doesn't really exist. They connect with people's humanity back to the vulnerability part. Right. Exactly. So if you if you stutter, well done. Like, yeah. Yeah. Great job. Showing, great job. Good. You're just showing your humanity. You know, we're not perfect. Thank God for that. Perfection. Here's the thing. What is it? Doesn't exist. It doesn't there's exist. No, there's no such thing. It's an idea. It's an idea of something, but an idea is not a thing. It's not a re- real thing. Um, yeah. So anyway, just just going off yeah. on yet another tangent. It's just it's really interesting to think about. No. Imperfection absolutely. connects. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's also the, the part of, you know, uh, when you take the, the, the Instagrams of the world and you're talking about perfection, it's like, oh, the, the perfect six pack abs, the perfect uh, family with the white picket fence and all these other things. But if you just lift that curtain up just a little bit, there's a little bit of a shit storm everywhere going oh, on. Yeah, absolutely. There's a little bit of anxiety. There's a little bit of this. Is that picture perfect? Absolutely. Is this? Is that like there's all these levers being pulled? At the end of the day, it's like, what are you gonna allow yourself to to share with people? Hey, I shared the picture of you know me and my dog, uh, or I shared the picture of me crying. Mm. The crying one is going to connect with way more people than the one that you're 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 mm-hmm. sharing with your dog. As much as people love animals, yeah, we all can have an animal, but what what is this person crying about? What's so hard in their life? They look like they're perfect. They look like they have everything. They have the finances. They have you know all these different things. And I think for me, it's like I think it was about I don't know, say probably 2013, 2014. I used to have these, you know, these therapy sessions with one of my friends in in my little studio in LA back in the days. And I literally, those were the points in time. I didn't even know what therapy was. I I went, when I, when I came up here to Sacramento area and I, and I thought back on those times, I was like, man, I've had a therapist for like five years. Like I didn't even know, you know what I mean? But it was those moments where, you know, we shared a lot of stuff from like Osho and all these other things. And it's just like certain things just click differently when you let your shoulders drop and you just say mm. i really don't give a fuck what people think like mm. i like when you stop giving a fuck 
that's when everyone starts giving a fuck. Yeah. And then and then you you're just on your own. You're you're just going down your own path. And if you guys want to care, care. And if you don't want to care, I'm still going. Like the car's yeah. still driving. Yeah, absolutely. Amen to that. I yeah. mean, freedom. 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 That's yeah. what it is. It's freedom. Driving on the open road by yourself. Exactly. That's all it is. Exactly. Exactly. Wind in the hair. And, you know, that's that's how it is. If someone's hitchhiking and they want to get in your ride, why not? Someone doesn't. No problem. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The car's still going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ex- exactly. Exactly. I love that. And the other thing that you said, you know, just to, to build on it, what came up for me was no one knows what they're doing. Mm-mm. It's a good thing to remember. Like no one really knows what they're doing. I mean, think about it. <laughs> the universe has a sense of humor. You know, we're born. We don't know exactly where we came from, right? And we're kind mm-hmm. of in this spinning rock at a thousand miles per hour, right? And and in the middle of the Milky Way. And then we don't know what happens at the end of the ride either. We know that yep. there's a final destination. We don't know when it's going to happen or what will happen afterwards. So it's kind of like, you know, whatever you believe, God, the universal energy, whatever, is a sense of humor. <laughs> That's it. So That's so it. in in that mix, right, the point is no one really knows. No one really knows. And no isn't really it just knows. free? It's like freedom to admit, like, we don't know. We're all just figuring it out together. And that's the beauty. We don't have to do it alone. I always say well, you're in full control when you let go of control. <laughs> that's a good one. And yeah. You're yeah, in full control when you have zero, when you realize you have zero control over zero anything. Control. We yeah. don't even have a control over when. I, I wish somebody gave us control over when we're going to die. Cause then at least you can, I feel like people would live a lot better lives if we knew we had an expiration date, like the milk carton that's in your fridge. Like, I feel like people are like, oh, those days are coming. Why am I worried about this? I need to go have more fun. I need to go outside. I need to go do all these things. And it's like that, that, that shouldn't be the case, but. Sometimes I think but yet so, we certain- have we have an expiration date. We just don't know when it is, but we have one. But I guess it's it's like what comes to mind for me is like everything matters because we have an expiration date and we don't know when it is and how long this is going to last. But yet nothing matters at the same exactly. time. Exactly. For the exactly. very same reason. So exactly. it's like, can, can we live with that contrast? You know, can we live in that? That everything matters and you know what? Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I absolutely love that. So uh, let me let me tap back into what what's kind of the next phase. I mean, how are you for your business now that you're in this solopreneur, uh, uh, you know, path and everything that you're doing? How are you using sort of the social media's side of things and writing and, you know, anything else that you might be doing on the side to kind of, um, I guess, pave that journey for yourself? And is there a is there a place where you say, hey, this is one of the things that I've kind of circled on my board that, you know, this is for right now, at least I know things change. This is kind of the the quote unquote, the North Star for me about what I want to achieve with this, how many people I want to help, uh, how I want my writing or my social side of things to, you know, influence what I'm doing and different things like that. So I'd love to hear more, more about that on that side of things, because you're still, I mean, you're still pretty early in your stage, right? It's eight months is really nothing when it comes to, this is your life's work basically at this point. So true, true. So, Okay, so the, uh, we'll start with the writing. And Ship has been great. I didn't comment on that. Ship Thirty for Thirty is 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 an awesome program, forcing like yourself to write every day and show up to the page and be part of such a wonderful community. It's how we our paths crossed, right? Yeah. Um, 
awesome practice. I think for me, it's solidified that writing my story, sharing where I was, because who I'm talking to, as Dickie and Cole say, was very much me a couple of years ago. And so if I can be part of helping creators break out of the corporate box and into their own wild to create, build a business with impact, ooh, honey, I'm yeah. on it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and part of I think that, that should be like, the name of your book, by the way. Ooh, honey. <laughs> honey ooh, ooh, honey, I'm, I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. that. Yeah, that would be a niche. Anyway, so I think... <laughs> I think as part of writing, as part of writing, those things become clearer. Like the thinking, Mm -hmm. as we said at the start, becomes clearer. So I want to keep writing my authentic story. Yeah, you know, um, talking about what it's what it was like then, what it's like now, and and see what comes from that. What does it give birth to? Uh, Who does it attract? Who's? I mean, already people are coming into the field. You know talking to a lot more people, uh, seeing what we can build together. I'm also very excited about like the collective, which in in Denmark is um, a different shape that a family life can take. It's a very classic, like you would share it in hippies, you know, share an apartment with different families and different singles and different people still very much a part of culture here. I would like with collective to expand the idea of what family could be. Mm -hmm. And with the studio is where new creations emerge. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really being able to also tap into that collective, that community spirit through through the work, through the writing, which is what SHIP is a great example of, right? Uh, community. Right. Um, so part of building community is also important to part of building my business um, in terms of the impact that I would like us all to be a part of shaping in this world. I love it. And what did you, through those 30 days, um, is there a piece of writing that you put out there that, you know, maybe you didn't feel so, and maybe it's one of those that you kind of like throw at night, like, I just need to get this out. <laughs> and then you're like, whoa, I had no idea this connected with so many people. Here's a really interesting bit that to me just is a data point that proves the more vulnerable the share, the more it connects to yeah. people is the hardest one where I was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, for the publish you know, for hitting publish was uh, sharing how I got, I got fired five years ago. I was one of three partners uh, building a creative studio at the time. And after two and a half years, I gave my life to it. If burnout was, I was right. Next stop was burnout. uh, Okay. Work became more important to me. There was an imbalance, right. Um, Mm -hmm. Back to the old energy, but it was Mm -hmm. the biggest wake up call I ever had. It was the pivotal moment where I really realized that work is not personal and it became personal because I gave too much of myself to it. And I gave too much of myself to it because I had lost myself. What do I really care about? What really matters? I got busy being busy, busy feeling important. And some of the work was of course rewarding. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I think that moment was, uh, was pivotal. And my ego took such a big hit that it was nothing I really talked about. I didn't go around talking about, Hey, guess what? Five years ago, you know, uh, you know, I I was fired. So that post, I wrote about it for the first time and I shared it publicly. The lit, the, the Twitter wasn't that of much of a big, didn't feel that vulnerable, but on LinkedIn it did because I don't know how many thousands of people are there. And there's a feeling like, Oh, what are people going to think of me when I got in it? And I was like, no, stop that. It's, it's again, not shit, not showing, improving, but giving right. And sharing mm-hmm. back to that. And so yep. that was the point. Maybe there's someone else who's been there. And my point was 
sometimes even when the worst shit happens, actually, after the the, the ego hurt subsides, it's the best thing. Mm-hmm. Just like you said about, you know, um, the, the breakdown or the burning out. Like sometimes it takes just hitting the ground mm-hmm. to get that. Re- here's, here's the expression. Wait for it. Rejection is redirection. Ooh. Right? Ooh. That's, I got to write that one down. I'm, I'm yes. going pen to paper on this yes. one. Yes. That you are being redirected. And sometimes we're stubborn. So it takes a big redirect to get us onto a different path. And that's, that's going to be, that's going to be me. the title of this episode. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> that's it right there. Good, good, I, I love good. that. I'm, I'm glad you took a minute to, to, to pause on that. That was well good. worth it. That was worth good. that, that moment good. right there. Thank you. Good. For that. good. So that was the most, that was, I think I got the most responses to that um, share. Uh, what did people most, say? What was the, what was the thing that you were like, oh my God, these people are just like now being even more vulnerable on even, you know, cause look, I look at, you know, you have the Twitter where it's like, you can have the shit posting and people are just saying all kinds of shit and whatever else it is. <laughs> and then you have the LinkedIn where people sort of feel, all right, I can, I can say things, but my boss is probably going to read it because yeah, it's going to show exactly. up on his feed sort of thing. Exactly. I, people, what was really heartwarming were people said, I'm really glad you're sharing the story, you know? Because the real one person said on LinkedIn, this is the kind of content that I would like to see here. You know, this, you know, the, the real, the real shares, the real, and, and thank you because that made an impact to me. And often here's the funny part about LinkedIn. People don't always comment. They'll write you separately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's it. That's their outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause the boss is still watching, you know? So it's like, <laughs> Oh, I felt that way too. No, no, no. So they still, but it, that's still nice. You know, it's, it's nice to hear that the, that it resonates someone else that I met today. That's Here's back to the validation. You never know. You yeah. never know who you're, who you might be impacting in a positive way because People not, might not comment, they might not share, but it's if it's not about the validation, if it's not about that, it's just about here, I'm offering up. Maybe it's of use to somebody. Maybe someone will enjoy the buffet, maybe they won't. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try from from that place of being of service. You know, you you figure out people come out of the woodworks like, oh, you know, that post you shared about multi-hyphenate creators, that's me. And I felt yeah. so liberated because I used to get, you know, shamed as a generalist and yeah. And, and, you know, so when, when you hear people come out and tell you these things, it makes it worthwhile, but it would be worthwhile even if they didn't. Right. Because it, that's it the helped you. Bit. Yeah. Cause I owned my story while sharing that fact that I, Absolutely. you know, that I that got fired. It was, yeah, it's my story. It's a part of my journey. Nothing to be ashamed it. of, you know? And it's sure, already in the that. past. What are people going to say? It's already done. It's already been happened. It's already, that's you. That's the core. At the core, you learn probably more from that than anything else that's happened. And if people are going to, if people are going to, you know, say negative stuff or be like, oh, she's just doing this for uh, whatever attention or to, like you said, show and prove or whatever it is, that's their opinion. But they still don't know what goes on deep and deep down inside right here. Absolutely. And the more that I open, the more I want to open because that's authenticity as well. Yeah. The more that it's like no fucks given. I'm still driving on the highway, you know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> because yep. this is my story. And maybe part of it will resonate with you. And I'm sharing it not just to share my story. I'm sharing it to connect us. I'm sharing it because it's connective tissue in the world. 
And yep. maybe the world needs a hell of a lot more of that. And the only way we're going to do that is if we show our bruises and our cuts and our, you know, t- tear stained cheeks at times. And also mm-hmm. the joys it doesn't always have to be misery. The things yep. that the uptake, how that mindset shift or that experience, just like you said, you know, you went from burnout to, to glow up, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's part of a process. It's not the whole story. It's just part of the, what took you to where you're supposed to be right now. Exactly. You're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. And then you'll exactly. go someplace else. And that's also where you're supposed to be. And it's all part of your journey. Yeah. And I think a lot, too many people think, uh, my mentality is uh, too many people think, even uh, let's call it into the entrepreneurship side of things. People have this thing where they say, okay, I'm going to leave my job and then I'm going to go start this thing. And this thing is going to be successful. And then I'm going <laughs> to buy the nice house and I'm going to do all these things. Right. My whole thing is like, do you really want to just do that one thing? Because now if you leave your job, which you've been doing that one thing for who knows how long, most people, I think the average is like people are at their jobs for like 10 plus years, right? When they find that career moment, they're like, oh, I get a paycheck. I support my family and all this other stuff. But then you say, uh-huh, now it's time for me to do my thing. Well, if you're going to go do your thing, do more than one thing. Do all of the things. Try all of those things. Have, like you said earlier, like have multiple dreams because at the end of the day, I've I've always stuck to my guns when I, people always tell me like, you're doing too much. Like you're, you've got too many things going on. Yeah, I might have a lot of things going on, but I enjoy every single one of those things to, I wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't because I'm on my own time, luckily. Like I have that uh, opportunity to be on my own time. So if I'm doing it, that means I want to put my energy into that thing because I want to be able to wake up and say, what do I want to work on today? What strikes my fancy today? Do I want to work on, do I want to just write all day? Do you want to write for three hours and just say, call it the, call it a day? Then that's what I want to do today. Tomorrow, I may want to work on a landing page for something, or I want to go write an email for something, or I want to do this. That I think is when you start opening up the doors of like more and more freedom because then you're realizing that all of these things somehow mutate into what you want to do. It's not just, I'm going to go start a, you know, a cleaning business and then I'm going to hire five people and I'm going to make X amount of dollars and that's going to support my family. That's all good. We all need that to a certain extent, but don't get drawn into that box because then you're just, you're just hiring yourself for a job. You're not really exploring the, the, the width of what entrepreneurship really is. And when people tell me, oh, you're doing too many things, I'm like, I know, like, that's what I want to <laughs> do. Like, I love doing it because it all mutates into one thing. And that's what I want to be able to do. Absolutely. I just wanted to, to, yeah. to capture what you said. Don't become an entrepreneur just to hire yourself for a job. Exactly. Yeah. Just to give that some space because yeah. that's really powerful. And what I'm also hearing is don't just replicate the same patterns and the same, don't move from one box to a box of your own making. That's yeah. kind of, then you could just stay in that box. Exactly. You know? exactly. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And while I'm listening to you speak, I also hear a lot of your values. I hear the value of freedom coming out strongly, the value mm-hmm. of creativity, mm-hmm. the value of diversity. Yep. Right. And the value of authenticity. These are, it sounds like core values. That's to it. You, these, That's these, it. These, these four things. And, and when we live in alignment with what we value most in life, we feel alive. We feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. It's also a part of coaching. What are the things you value most? Are you honoring them by the choices? How you're living? Or are you, are you dishonoring them? 
Yeah. So it sounds like you're honoring them. And that 100%. is the point. Again, one life. Try things on That's, for size. Play. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's never, what is it? Uh, another expression, a quote I heard, it said, you win and you learn. Yeah. You win and you learn. There's no, there's no failure or losing. It's just experience. And it's at experience. least you had the courage to try it on for size. Mm-hmm. That says volumes about character rather mm-hmm. than not try at all. So that to me is, is that's tremendous. I, I honor that. I love when people say 30, 40, 50, however old you are, 50. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> yes, that's the kind of yes. person I want to be around. That's the kind of person. Now, I- <laughs> right? Right? Yep. Or would you rather yep. be at a dinner party with that person or with the person who goes, I, I know exactly where I want to be in 20 years from now. You yep. choose. Who are yep. you inviting over? Who do you exactly. hope RSVPs? I exactly. Mean- 100%. That's the best way to put it. I, and, and the other, to, to touch on that, I love seeing, and this is the one thing that Ship 30 opened my eyes up to as well, is to see people at the 50, 60, 70 years yeah. old going into a writing course and going on social media. Yeah. My mind was just fucking blown. I was like, <laughs> like, what do you, you have, you're, you're a doctor, you're, you're doing this, yeah. you've written 15 books, you're doing this. What are you doing here? Oh, you're just exploring. You're just yeah. trying. You're 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 giving yourself another experience. You're maybe bored of doing that thing you've been doing for 10 years or you're whatever that is. You maybe you want to just find another pathway for, you know, promoting your book or doing this thing or talking about the medicine that you're doing or whatever that is. That to me was huge because I I mean, I went down that path to like almost like look at people when we do those like big calls or whatever and just like look at the screen and you just see like, oh, wow, elderly, elderly. There must, you know, like all these other things. I'm like, there's at least like 15%, 20% of people here who are above the age of 50, 60 at this point. Like that to me was so amazing to see. It's fantastic. I mean, that's a growth mindset right there. Right. Like I want to be you when I'm 60, not the person who's sitting on a boat somewhere. I don't give a fuck about that. I want to be you. I want to be still exploring and still having my binoculars and be like, what's out there? Huh? Like, you know, that sort of thing. I want to be that person too and also be on the boat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Looking off the boat. Looking off the boat. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I can do both. Both can exist at the same time. (laughs) Exactly, exactly, exactly. No, I I love that. I love that. Um, Anything else you want to riff on? Anything that that you feel, uh, I mean, I feel like we touched on a lot of awesome stuff and um, you know, I, uh, if there's anything else that you feel that's close to your heart that you want to talk about, whether it's business, personal writing, uh, you know, whatever that might be, I'd love to chat. Here's the thing. I think we're going to need another episode. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're there's about the- to wrap up, I think season yeah, exactly. two and the next, uh, All in right. the next few episodes, I think we're going to wrap up season two and then we're moving on to season three. So we need to, we need to definitely uh, do this. I said the same thing to Sala, actually, her and I, have weekly calls on Wednesdays and we sit there for an hour and we just talk and we get off and we're like, we should have recorded that as an episode. Like yeah, that was a whole, fantastic. you know, that sort of thing. And I feel yeah. that connection with you as well. So I, I, feel I the definitely, same way. yeah, I definitely think we need to, we need to bring that a little bit. Maybe, maybe we can even bring that together because I think she, uh, 
she has a very, very similar mindset in, in terms of how she approaches things. And, and she's been through her own, you know, uh, uh, waves and, and trying to surf them and all this other stuff. And so uh, we might need to come up with something because I know she's going to listen to this episode. She's going to be like, oh, my God, you need to do another episode with that person right there. <laughs> that sounds great. I'd love to do that because there are many other topics, many other things to touch on. And I've really enjoyed the time that we've had together here. This has been fantastic. I can't even believe an hour has gone by. I know, right? It's amazing. These are the, these are the best ones. So hopefully, um, people feel the same way. Yeah, and and if they don't, who gives a fuck, right? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, there's the authentic flow. Feeling it. Yeah, feel it, exactly. Feel it. Awesome. Well, Pia, thank you so much. Um, I I wish you thank the you absolute best. Code. I mean, we're gonna stay connected, but Definitely. I wish you the best with your with your business, with your journey, with the writing, with everything that you're doing. Um, and don't don't hesitate to reach out. And if there's any way I can support, if any way I can amplify something, I'm obviously, you know, uh, at the same kind of stepping stone that you're at. We're all trying to figure this whole thing out. But if there's anything that I can absolutely do from my end, don't ever hesitate to reach out because I'm, I'm Thank here. Thank you. Slatko, it means a lot to me. And uh, the, right back at you. If I appreciate there's something that. that I can be part of helping you shape or build or dream. Hey, if we can partner and we can, you know, figure out what the next five dreams are, the next 10 and just have, have fun, play, whatever it is. Uh, that's what it's about. It's about community. It's Absolutely. about sharing. It's about supporting each other in the direction of, of the stretch of what's calling us. So, I love and I believe I love that when, when we do that, we do create a bit, positive impact in this world it does have mm -hmm. a have a have a bigger effect and that is why i think there's so much power in gathering and and being a part of community and supporting one another yeah so, it's bringing that energy together that. It's, yeah yes. exactly I, I have one last question what made you move out to denmark and, and <laughs> i i need to i need to know what that mind shift because you said you're from the states uh, and you know yeah, all this yeah, like yeah. what was it was it a partner was it you know what was it New York, you couldn't get more dissimilar than New York City and Copenhagen. I mean, right. at least, I mean, I'm right. sure you could, but in many ways, it's culturally very different. Yeah. I'm a still quintessentially direct kind of shooting from the hip New Yorker. Mm -hmm. um, not so direct here. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of confrontation and averse, averse, you know, not that yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. running around creating conflicts. But anyway, right. uh, so what brought me here? I moved around my whole life. That's for another episode. So before I, I jumped around from New York City, and then this is the short version, then Bahrain, and then France, and then I was in London for four years. And then I got headhunted to work at a, an agency here. Okay. So they flew me over when I was in London. I was like, okay, let's say this. And I had, a, I had an amazing interview with the creative director. And I... Just to show my ignorance, I was like, oh, Scandinavia. <laughs> <laughs> not even Denmark. Oh, Scandinavia. This is nice. This is nice. I never thought it would become home. So it was work. I got, you know, I started at that agency. Um, it was an agency called Triple, later got bought as a part of Digitas LBI, Global Digital. Anyway, uh, and it became home. And That's it's amazing. been a really, it's a lovely, it's just such a slow, soft, great quality of life. Talk about rewiring, you know, it's like, yeah. a, it's been a, a rewiring for 12 years of, 
you know, what is the expression? 12 years you've been there? 12 years. Total. Wow. Wow. Total. I just, That's I just amazing. got my passport and that was quite a struggle. Wow. It was one of the most difficult countries to get, to get citizenship of in Europe. But anyway, that's for another time. Um, so yeah, so, so, so it's been, oh yeah, that's the live. I don't, it's working to live versus living to work. Yep. I've noticed that I went there two times, once Mm -hmm. in 2015 or 16, I think it was. And then the second time was in 2019. And that's, that's the model right there. You said it perfectly. It's just people leave work at 3.30, sometimes 4 to pick up their kids. They might come back online later. It's, it's really, life is much more than work. And they've created a system that really supports that. And uh, that's nice. Yeah, and I love And biking that. around, getting around everywhere on a bike and architecture and design. And there are many beautiful things. One thing, well, there are... The yeah. underbelly is diversity. Oh man, yeah. I've never seen so many blonde white people in my life. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with it, but yeah. you know, I'm yeah. I'm like originally from Lower East Side, Manhattan, and Brooklyn. So yeah. you know, it's like in London as well, super diverse. So yeah, you you, you missed that. I missed that. But uh I just travel and I live in the most diverse neighborhood in, in Copenhagen in what's called Northwest Novest. So that's I love my, it. That's something. I love it. Oh, awesome. I, I, we definitely have to touch on that next time. Cause I'm a very, I'm, I'm very envious of that. I've told my girlfriend, I was like, man, and you know, it's just one of these things, but man, I, I, I would love to work, uh, to live there. I would love to live there. It was, it was, I felt, you know, when you go to a place and you're just like, this feels like home, like yeah. this feels like where I belong. Like, yeah. was I, was I here in my first life maybe? That sort of thing. I felt that connection with Copenhagen. I don't know what it was. I can't put my, you know, uh, uh, my finger on it exactly, but I really felt that connection. And, and when I went back there in 2019, I was like, I still feel that connection. That was like three years later. And I was like, mm. so you have to come over you have to get your girlfriend and move over here. I mean. Exactly. We, yeah, we'll talk about that another time, but yeah, that's, the, <laughs> that's hopefully the plan. One of these, uh, one of these days. So, um, right. awesome. Well, Pia, thank you so much. Um, for the last of it, we're going to put in the show notes, uh, where, where can people find you? Where can people follow you? What can they reach out to you for? Give them the spiel, as as I'm sure uh, you... The whole you, spiel. The whole spiel. Well, you can find me at collective.studio. That's one place, the website. It's spelled with two Ks, Danish style. So it's K-O-L-L-E-K-T-I-V dot studio. Uh, Twitter, just my name, handle at Pia Lister. All of this will be shared. And you can come for me. Hey, are you a multi-hyphenate creator? You know, there's longing to break out of that box and figure out what your wild looks and feels like, what those dreams are and how you might build that future, get in touch. I'd love to be part of helping and also helping share that authentic story, that narrative, my copywriter, creative director background. So there's a, there's, there's some gold at the intersection of those two things. Or if you're a company looking to have a creative, a multi-hyphenate creative partner that can help steer towards regenerative futures and change in the world, look no further, get in touch. And I mean, everything's about chemistry. So yeah. for me, what I do with anyone I meet, whether whatever the nature of the work is, we have an hour together. No strings, just an hour. Fill each other out, see how it yeah. goes. So that's the invitation. It's also about being of service and community. It's about also building a business, don't get me wrong, but let's build a, really, let's build a connection for us. Let's see what's there and take there it from go. there. So that's an invitation, you know, book a time reach out, see what happens in an hour. 
maybe nothing, maybe everything, just like this world, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just like this podcast too. It's just yeah. like so much has happened in the past hour and 10 minutes. I love it. Um, awesome, Pia. Well, thank you for that. And uh, can't wait to uh, can't wait to see your journey and, and support it in any way I can. And thank you again for being on. This was uh, um, this was one of these episodes that is going to that I'm going to have to go re-listen to a couple of different times. And there's so many different pockets. I still have rejection as redirection uh, written down. So that's going to be the name of the episode. And uh, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much again. And I really, Thanks really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And again, the support is mutual. Let's uh, keep cheering for each other from the sidelines or in the yep. field, wherever we may be. And you also had that line, tweet that, the, the you know, you don't become an entrepreneur to to hire yourself. Exactly. There, there's exactly. some magic in that. I think it's, mm -hmm. it's about a mindset for why you're starting off on your solo or entrepreneur journey. Like That's a whole newsletter right there. You. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. It's powerful. What mindset yeah. are you taking with you as you build and, and what's your intention behind building? I love that. Woo! That's Whoa. sweet. So sauce. That's to, sauce right sauce. there. That's sauce. Sauce. <laughs> I love it. All, yeah. I love it. Uh, I appreciate you and uh, thank you again. I appreciate you too. Take it easy. Thank you Bye. for having me. Bye. Yeah. Well, you made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning into What Is My Brain podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you got some value out of it. Make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button to get notified when new episodes are live. I'm out. Thank you.